0: Hello, I'm Steven. I'm an anesthesiologist and clinical medical ethicist. I do host the Black Doctors Podcast. I also host Curbside Ethics, which is a show that provides information to help clinicians make better ethical and equitable decisions for the benefit of their patients. So you can catch both of these programs on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, google wherever you listen to your podcast and you can check this out online as well i posted a question box earlier on the instagram account asking what folks really want to learn about i got a couple responses about how medical students are evaluated how they can do well in evaluations and do well in their clinical rotations so i'll talk briefly about that usually these run about 10 or 15 minutes i think when it comes to evaluating medical students and residents, especially, it goes down, it can be boiled down to the RIME framework. And this was kind of developed from a physician educator at the Uniformed Services University of Health Sciences, a military med school. And it is a tool for describing and monitoring student progress. It's an acronym. It's R-I-M-E. Let's see, that would be Romeo, India, Mike, Echo in the phonetic alphabet. I'm pretty impressed that I pulled that off. And those letters, they stand for being a reporter, and then an interpreter, a manager, and finally an educator. So over the next couple of the minutes, I'll break this down and talk about what that looks like for medical students as well as for residents, and how this can translate into improving your evaluations or improving your relationships with your attending physicians, as well as other medical students and resident co-workers. So when it comes to the rhyme framework, the first letter is R for a reporter. And this is kind of you as you progress through after different clinical rotations. At the beginning in medical school, your first one to two years is mostly non-clinical. Typically, medical schools have incorporated some aspect of, you know, weekly physical exam practice or standardized patients, or some schools have you seeing patients as early as the first or second year. Through those different courses, you learn how to perform a physical exam and how to take a detailed history. As you progress to your third and fourth years of medical school and your first year or two of residency, you're going to use those clinical skills that you learned with each patient you encounter. Beginning out, you will be a reporter. So your job is to gather data, gather information. You really want to hone those physical exam skills and that history taking skill so you can determine what is going on with each patient. Again, your data gathering and you want to prove to your senior residents and to your attendings that you can accurately and reliably gather this clinical information on these patients. Furthermore, once you gather this data, you can then present this data in a very organized manner, a very succinct manner. Uh, you're presenting it in a way that everybody kind of can listen to you and then draw their own um, plan and know what's going on with these patients. As you progress through being a reporter, you're going to be able to get better at distinguishing what is important and what is not important. And again, you'll become more efficient. If you're seeing patients on the ward, it's different. You have more time typically to get this information information versus if you're in the emergency department or in some other acute circumstance, where you need to quickly and efficiently gather the same information. And the information that you gather is going to be used to formulate a clinical plan. So usually, you know, your first couple of days to weeks on a rotation, you're going to be working on gathering data. This changes depending on what rotation you're on, you could go from GI to pulmonology to the ICU. Each of these will have a slightly different, a slightly different type of information that they want gathered, different positive, uh, pertinent positives and pertinent negatives, and a different structure or flow. And this obviously depends on the institution that you're trading at. By the end, once you start uh, getting very proficient at becoming a reporter, you will be able to to function and deliver this data in a clear, succinct manner and you're going to start being able to interpret this data. That's the next step. That's the next letter in the acronym, which is interpreter. So you're supposed to be able to identify these problems and concerns from the data that was gathered and prioritize these problems. As new problems come up, you're supposed to be able to incorporate those and use that data to figure out what's going on. As you transition from that role, you're going to be able to determine what is important What is central? Why did this patient come here? Um, Patients often present with multiple problems, but what brought them to the hospital? What is going to be addressed at this encounter? At the same time, if you need to pivot and address something else because it's more critical, you need to be able to realize when that needs to happen. As you progress through these different clerkships, which one of the biggest things that you need to learn is how to transition from being a reporter to becoming an interpreter. This becomes increasingly important as you progress through your third and fourth years of medical school and then on to residency. Definitely by intern year, if you haven't picked up these skills, it's going to be a pretty steep learning curve because this is where you need to be. Once you progress from being a reporter to an interpreter, you can interpret this data, then you're, you become a manager. So you know what to do in these situations. You're able to start developing a diagnostic and therapeutic plan for each of these patients' problems. And prioritize these plans in the order in which they should occur. You'll know how these different plans fit together and how they affect each other because none of these things work in isolation, especially with the human body. You're gonna be able to start analyzing the risk and benefits of different diagnostic and therapeutic measures, um, what is indicated for this patient for this disease process. It depends also on the complexity of the patient. Again, it's different from the standard wards with bread and butter cases to the intensive care unit, that's a pretty big difference. So this won't all come at once. It's different for each person. It's different for your clinical environment. But this is kind of the goal to move from becoming a reporter to an interpreter to a manager. As you become proficient at becoming a manager, this is, you know, your fourth year of medical school or your first or second year of residency, you're going to have multiple patients, right, at the same time. So all of this stuff you're doing, you're gathering your data, interpreting it, And managing this patient, as well as several others, that's where the rubber is really starting to hit the road. Finally, in this rhyme framework, the last uh, word is educator. Once you've mastered these fundamental skills, you have the insight to define the important questions to research in more depth, to seek out the evidence behind what you know. You're going to start reading maybe some journal articles. You'll go a little deeper than up to date. Um, You'll read a lot more about this, and then you'll start to teach the rest of your team members. Oftentimes, now you're one of the more senior people in the team, you have interns or junior medical students that you're going to begin to teach these different pathologies and management options of differential diagnoses. So this transition from manager to educator, usually it's about it's finished during internship and, and through residency. So again, this rhyme model, it just provides a framework and terminology for describing the professional growth of medical students, Um, although there is some overlap with residents as well. You should continue as a student to monitor your own progress, and residents and faculty will kind of use this. In some situations, it's more formal, where you have, as an attending, a formal process for providing feedback and evaluation. I can tell you, as an attending, personally, I didn't really receive any teaching on how to evaluate other people. I do enjoy education, so I've worked to provide education and feedback and and to get better myself at doing doing this. This Rhyme framework, though, is something that's very natural. And what it looks like when I am working with residents, I am an anesthesiologist. So um, anesthesiology is a four-year residency program. You usually complete an intern year, and then you have three years where you're in the operating room during anesthesia, or you're learning about critical care, rotating through the ICUs, or pain management That's what we do. It's not just putting people to sleep in the ORs, anesthesiologists, we're intensivists as well as pain specialists. And what that looks like is when I have new residents, right, the academic year just started, so CA1s, they're transitioning from being internists essentially to working in the operating room. There are physical skills they need to learn, intubation, IV placement, line placement, how to provide anesthesia, and how to... Preoperatively assess their patients. So initially, they're going to come to me as a reporter. We call our our, our my residents call the night before we have cases and we discuss the cases for the next day. In the beginning, they are reporters talking about this patient's high blood pressure or COPD or end-stage renal disease. And as they progress, they need to be able to start interpreting these values in this data. Instead of, say, this patient has COPD, they have a uh, FEV to FVC ratio of whatever. Um, it's an obstructive process, restrictive process. Their end-stage renal disease, this is their creatinine level. This is when they get dialyzed. High blood pressure, this is their normal blood pressure. These are the medications they take. And they're going to start, instead of reporting that data, interpreting that data and interpreting it to mean how severe is this high blood pressure or this COPD or this sleep apnea, As they progress throughout CA1 year, usually towards the end of CA1 year, or about halfway through, they'll start to become managers. In the beginning, right, they're giving me information and data I'm managing. I am educating as well. I'm kind of taking up some of the slack because I want them to be able to focus on doing these clinical skills safely. They're still learning how to intubate and how to place IVs. I want them to be able to focus on that. So I take care of a lot of this other ancillary stuff. But over the next six months or so, they begin to take on more and more of a role and responsibility in becoming managers, and they're going to start telling me because this patient has poorly controlled COPD, this is my plan for induction, this is my plan for postoperative pain management. Because this patient has end-stage renal disease, my plan is to talk with the primary team to make sure they get dialyzed prior to their surgery. I'm not going to use succinylcholine to intubate because I'm concerned about hyperkalemia in this patient. Or their high blood pressure. In this case, they're controlled on these agents. I don't want them to take their angiotensin receptor blocker because that causes refractory hypotension, oftentimes intraoperatively. So they'll hold that medication. They will continue their beta blocker, and I will maintain their immunoterial pressures within this range during the case. So that incorporates them reporting the information, interpreting it themselves, and now they're managing. And once they become senior residents in the OR, I sit and watch them teach the junior residents and how they interact and how they provide care for the patient while providing a safe learning environment. Hopefully, this was helpful to you, kind of going over the rhyme framework, even if your institution does not use this specific schematic in evaluating you and, and your um, rotations and, and your progress. I think it's good to know because it's kind of universal. And even without being described, it's a natural progression and flow for medical students, as well as resident trainees. Hopefully you found this helpful. Again, thank you so much for joining this office hours edition of the black doctors podcast. Tune in every Monday for a new episode of the show where you'll hear the stories, inspiring stories of a minority healthcare professional. And we're just here to help support that next generation of black or brown physician, pharmacist, podiatrist whatever the case may be, we're here for you let us know in the comments section if this was helpful, if you want to follow us again, we're on Instagram we have our website and you can leave a comment or rating on iTunes, That helps the show grow and get in front of people and help others thanks so much for joining Dr. Stephen Bradley, tune in next time